0: How about this, SJW? Since you're so passionate about this, why don't you start a Change.Org movement and get, <laughs> and get them to get signatures? We'll get the we'll get the small group of uh, Game Wild people to sign it, and then we'll bring it to Project M and to the big store or whatever the name of that <laughs> company is hey we'll maybe i will now. maybe i will man
1: that'll, that'll be how i make my name in the video game industry i, I got you to you are sports. <laughs> what is,
0: what is that saying you are what makes the change in this yeah, world yeah it's yeah <laughs> there you go make the change to the holiday spirit um thanksgiving is this week so you know it's gaming 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 that's what it's all about because black friday's up coming up we're gonna have some deals um that i'm gonna post on the on the facebook page so guys if you're not on our facebook group join our facebook group join our discord we show deals wherever we can find them we also try to get ahead of the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X releases. So if you are still one of the sad few people, and I'm looking at you SJW, (laughs) that do not have- Stop making me feel bad, man, I'm so sad. We Uh, are still trying to get you one by posting when they'll be out, but- I have gone on every
1: single time I see a post anywhere, on Twitter, from you in the Facebook group, everywhere. I am on that site at that time. I have it in my cart and then nope nothing it's sold out
0: <laughs> well you know it's it's tough but it's there so check it out and then also obviously rate review us um do all that fun stuff on the podcast app that you're listening to us or if you're watching us on youtube ring that bell so you know when the next episode of game wild comes out and hopefully down the road we'll also be doing a minor uh segments as well that aren't part of the podcast on youtube um we have been talking about doing some unboxing of uh playing cards and things like that so stick around you never know (laughs) so the question of the week i go for it
1: so and and this this will actually segue into something that we found too is in regards to news so I'm, i'm very uh very excited to talk about this anyways but so the question of the week is what is the weirdest video game system that you have that you've ever seen or the the weirdest console idea i guess
0: oh actually i seen. can i can say that i think i have the one the mm-hmm. number one
1: okay um, what do you got what do you
0: got and it's real
1: i hope it's so, real i well well you said idea too. oh okay well i mean all right so when when i say idea it's it's really just something that at least was released and then might have failed or whatever
0: all right so my pick is uh, the one the only atari jaguar now why the I'm atari so jaguar yeah why,
1: why why do you think that's a weird system
0: look at the controller bro have you ever seen the controller I mean... of the atari jaguar I... It is one of the funkiest things it looks like you can make a phone call on it because it has a number pad <laughs> and then it has three buttons a la the sega genesis um i mean that controller alone makes it probably one of the weirdest systems
1: that, that is ever
0: placed on the market.
1: That is a very, it's a very bulky controller.
0: Um, it's like if, if that's the, the Xbox controller before the Xbox controller.
1: <laughs> that was, yeah. And we thought the original Xbox controller was bad. This is, uh yeah, I, I will say it is basically like a number pad, which is kind of weird. But, I mean, that was, Atari Jaguar, that's some historical, I mean, that's like the beginning of gaming, right? And the fact no. that. That, well it was it was towards the beginning of gaming and um, no the picture on the box was the atari
0: strange. the atari jaguar came out in the mid 90s so it, the beginning of gaming was really in the 70s and then if you want to talk about home consoling that was the 80s so this is in the 90s this released this in released, north america I thought jaguar in released in the late 80s nope the atari was jaguar released in north really? america in north america wow. on november 23rd 1993 that is the earliest release of the system um it was then released in other countries um almost a year to six months after the american release
1: so actually all right so
0: oh, okay so i'm
1: thinking i don't when i think atari i think the time period in my head like i don't picture atari any anywhere outside the 70s and 80s but I forget that the Jaguar was actually released that late. Cause yeah. I just looked up the original. So the Atari 2600, which was like yeah. the beginning of gaming that was released in 1977. So I always, I always yeah. do that. Like, cause Atari didn't exist after that, right? Like, yeah.
0: And let's talk about, let's talk about it real quick in regards to uh, the lasting lifespan of the system. So If you think about the Xbox and the PlayStation, who have probably, and I guess you could throw Nintendo in too, have had systems that have had the longest lifespans in the history of video gaming, the Atari Jaguar lasted until 1996, which is a whopping three years.
1: Wow. (laughs) And, And actually, considering it was in the 90s, that's when consoles started to last a little bit longer than they would have otherwise back in the 70s and 80s.
0: Because uh, there was in a lot
1: of the, in the eighties and early nineties, there was a lot of random consoles coming out, like a lot of random consoles.
0: All right, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna get. Let's do a little bit of fun facts here, because I have the uh, I have the the Jaguar wiki page up here. Oh boy! And I, I want. Let's play a game. Let's play. Can SJW <laughs> answer these questions? All
1: right, I got uh, Google. It discontinued.
0: Up. Nope. <laughs> in 1996, it was discontinued. How many okay. units? Of the system, were sold.
1: Oh God!
0: Um... I'm gonna and I'll be and I'll be like a hundred percent. Like okay, you can go with. uh, We'll do over under. Okay, I'm gonna say five hundred thousand consoles over under sold for the lifespan. Lifespan under yeah under under yeah. You are correct. Yeah, I I was gonna say under. It sold under two. Hundred and fifty thousand. So wow. See, I was gonna
1: say about a hundred. I do remember. Uh, I think they sold the two hundred and
0: fifty thousand Xbox mm-hmm. Ones and PlayStation Fives in that day. Because th- so, yeah, in that one day, <laughs> yeah, in one day.
1: I I think so. Was that around the same time where the video game industry started having problems, or no? That was the late '80s that started, right? that that
0: was the late 80s and i yeah. froze again so yeah uh, i'm gonna have to pick oh, so my camera yeah like, my cam now but, hey, hey that's, right, your so audio, you know, that's what
1: matters okay that's really what matters <laughs> no one wants to look at me anyways
0: um all right here it is what was uh the best-selling game on the atari jaguar was it doom or alien versus predator oh
1: guaranteed because i'm pretty sure alien versus predator came out in the movies back then it was Alien versus
0: Predator. Ding 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 that is correct. Yep. How many Alien versus Predators were sold? Was it 25,000 units? 50,000 units? 85,000 units or 110,000 units? 110 Wrong. Really? 85,000 oh, units. I was, I was close. It was I had to throw a weird one in because I was like, oh shit, 85,000 units is not like. <laughs> so I'll have to yeah. throw like one more weird one in. Well, I figured it but was yeah, going to be high
1: it. because. So when you think about it, if there was less than 250,000 consoles sold, that was one in every three consoles bought that game, which makes sense yep. because if you like back then, like, so. I was referring to kind of like the breakdown of the video game market back then, which right. involved ET being released that video game that flopped like terribly. And back then everybody was about, okay, let's take a movie. We're going to take that name and really use it to our advantage to make money in a video game. And i right. Alien versus predator made sense. So I haven't really read up on alien vs predator on the Atari Jaguar, but um... okay.
0: now the final question. Yeah. They, they were going to have a predecessor to the Atari Jaguar. But it got cancelled. It was going to be another animal. Was it going to be called...
1: I heard this before.
0: Is it going to be called the Atari Gorilla? Uh The Atari Panther? Or the Atari Cheetah?
1: I've definitely heard this before. I want to say Atari...
0: Once again, your choices are... (laughs) Gorilla, <laughs> Panther, or Cheetah? I'm gonna go with Cheetah. Eh, oh, incorrect. Panther? The Atari Panther was oh, going to be released. I should have went with Panther. my first thought. I should have so. went with my first thought.
1: They always say go with the first thing that comes into your mind.
0: First I thing um... that comes So there is your game show <laughs> fix for the week, everybody. We, we, should we should do that more do, often. We should. We should do a little bit with it when we can. A little bit of fun facts there for everyone.
1: So, all right. So here's here's my weird ones. It's a, it's kind of like a two two for here. Um. So my first thought was to actually go. So I'm thinking the the weird route, right? So my first thought mm-hmm. was to go with Apple Pippin, but mm-hmm. that's not necessarily weird per se. That was just Apple with its shit attempt at getting into the video game console market. Um, yep. If you guys don't know, Apple did technically have a video game console. It was the Apple Pippin and
0: it failed miserably.
1: So right. what Unlike
0: I'm... unlike basketball legend Scotty Pippin. Yeah. Who, uh, <laughs>
1: who arguably who arguably might have still failed miserably in some other aspects, but <laughs> Well, there
0: is a sandwich commercial that if you can if you look it up on YouTube, it's pretty interesting. I would definitely youtube scotty pippen sandwiches and see what happens it's so
1: funny thinking of his face now versus like when he first started playing basketball <laughs> he just dude People he too. the guy's got a freaking got a pierced nose and like colored hair and all this crap it's so, dennis rodman yeah oh sorry that's dennis Rodman. i think oh no scotty pippen wow i just completely so when i said you could argue he failed miserably i was thinking about dennis rodman as well so never mind that's rodman same team. Same team. I was close.
0: Not a sports um, podcast, everybody. Not a sports podcast. Although right. We do play fantasy football together. Yes. So we have. I don't know if you guys,
1: this is not it, but I don't know if you remember vision So nope. Coleco also made another console called Telstar Arcade. This thing had a gun. This is the only reason I remember it. It literally has a gun sticking out of the console. Like, it, it has, a, it, and I think there's a, there's something else on it, too. It's, like, a gear shift or something like that. I'm not sure. There's, like, basically there's things sticking out of the console that involve being a co- part of the controller for the system. And it just looks stupid. It's the stupidest thing ever. And I remember seeing a picture of this one time and thinking, like, there's no way this was actually a console but it was i guarantee it's it totally a console it's totally a console um and actually let me let me look this up quick because i want to see kind of i, I want to give you guys a better idea of what the picture is um uh, or like what it looks like okay all right so okay cool, i was wording all right it is Coleco telstar by the way it's yeah telstar arcade and all right so first off it looks like a radio on one side i totally forgot about this it it has two knobs and and like these random like old school switches on and it's it's a triangle (laughs) it looks like a triangle on one side is a radio on one side is a literal revolver sticking out that you can put into the console so i think
0: you should post a picture of this on youtube it's
1: it's like actually well let me what i'll do is i'm gonna drag the picture here we go i'm gonna drag the picture over for you guys so you guys can see it and um so if you guys are watching on youtube you'll be able to see a picture but yeah, a sec- i'm looking at this thing and it is an amalgamation
0: of like if we wanted to put every type of controller possible in a game we have it <laughs> in,
1: a, in a game console no less, not even a game in a game
0: console sorry
1: and on the other side of the triangle there is a steering wheel with a i guess a gear shift yeah yeah so um so, like so you yeah, can pull
0: that revolver out of it too. So you can, you
1: can definitely. It's yeah. almost like they're like, "Hey, we want to, we want you to be able to hold this gun somewhere. Or we're gonna make that spot in the system itself." So, wow. Um. So yeah, that's that's my weird one, but I still think it's <laughs> funny. in, weighing in, everybody at a whopping four pounds. <laughs> I will say, I am very surprised. Speaking of the Pippin, I am surprised that Apple still has not really had a full fledged. Like
0: console, because they in have, the war. you want to know what I, I I think it's because they they're smart, right? They're like, okay, we don't really need to go into this, but what we can do is we can charge people to play games on our on our stuff. Mm-hmm. So you can pay five dollars yeah, yeah, a month sorry. to play the Apple Arcade, yeah, and you get access to all different types of games. So I mean, realistically they don't need to invest in that situation because they kind of have a market share of the gaming world with yep. uh, mobile gaming where you can pay five bucks a month to play any game in their um, library. And they have tons of games and some of them are actually pretty good. So,
1: and so for everybody wondering how the heck we came out with that question, it's because we saw an article, which apparently you saw before me, Joe, because you already knew what, what I was talking about. Apparently, Bud Light released a a system that also cools your beer. Uh <laughs> and it's it's called the BL6. Is this it's actually real coolest coolest? console ever? It's currently going for more than a thousand dollars at auction. So they're they're apparently really hard to get yeah the coolest it literally says the on the console it says the coolest with an asterisk next to
0: coolest console ever um so this is actually it says it it comes with it comes with 16 gigs of memory and six games including tekken 7 and soul caliber it has built-in aces projector it has the form factor of a six pack of beer (laughs) Wait, this has... Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is next level. I didn't realize it had a projector built into the
1: system. You're telling me this this thing is literally... This is like every man's dream. This is... I'm going to go tailgate with a stand-up projection screen, and I'm going to bring my six-pack of Bud Light, and my six-pack of Bud Light literally projects the video game for me, cools my beer and my friend's beer, and allows me to play Tekken this is this is this is amazing whoever made this is a genius (laughs) this is great and and i'm gonna have light and it even says uh what was the what's the slogan uh a true uh oh it's a marvel of engineering because it's not like one of their things in the commercial like it's a marvel or it's a true american genius or what the hell is the what's the what's like the catch line
0: yeah that was like back in the like late 2000s I think the genius are there okay really yeah 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 late 90s and that's like <laughs> <Genius>.
1: <laughs> and and the so the controller the co- so first off there's four beers in it that are like placeholders it looks like I'm not I'm yeah, not sure
0: like fake beers yeah
1: know. um and then the controllers not only fit inside the console so it's, it's a carrying case uh um, they look like Sega Genesis controllers kind of
0: um no, or super nintendo no, i guess no. you could super argue nintendo, with joysticks super nintendo would be more apt because uh sega genesis had three buttons
1: yes yeah and then this um it's got two joysticks too so yeah it's a very simple regular controller but honestly i want to buy it like <laughs> just it doesn't even really play a lot of games but i want to buy it <laughs> like this looks amazing <laughs> so i don't know how you get it because it says it's apparently really hard to get um, and it's currently going for more than a thousand dollars at auction i imagine that's probably ebay so but there's that there's that's a thing if you want it you can you can buy it it exists Ooh, gotta love it
0: there you go absolutely so if you're into beer and gaming <laughs> to, we have a system for you everybody <laughs> so
1: um another thing that i that i found um which i didn't i i wasn't aware of this until looking a little bit earlier But Uh I'm very happy that I found it. To be honest with you, The Last of Us, man, The Last of Us. So actually, before we get Joe, what are you watching right now, as far as like shows are concerned?
0: So let's see. Um, Obviously, The Mandalorian's back. So I've been watching The Mandalorian on Disney Plus. Excellent show, still. Um, I don't care what stupid people say on Twitter. Um, (laughs) It's fine. Um, I like Mandalorian. I'll watch it for other people than just one person who makes stupid tweets. Um, <laughs> let's see. So, The Mandalorian, The British Bake Off on Netflix as well. The British bit, ba- okay. It's <laughs> Listen, I'm a I'm a cook person. If you, I've seen follow, no those, those
1: shows are actually pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Those cooking if you, shows.
0: If you, But if you follow my Facebook, my Instagram, and all that stuff, you'll see that really my stuff isn't about gaming at all for the most part it's about food that I make so um, that's pretty much why any of my stuff is interesting it's not about gaming it's about the food that I make so you get to peer into my world a little bit there Um, so the British Bake Off uh, I watched and I told you about it We Are Champions which is a docu-series on Netflix that came out yesterday or Friday I should say because today's Saturday we're recording on a Saturday and it is about Interesting competitions throughout the world. Okay, I'll give you a couple just to. Oh, this is the one you were just telling me about, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. So, the first one—if you guys have ever watched Ozzy Man reviews—there's there's (laughs) there's, uh, one where he goes and he reviews people run like basically tossing themselves down a hill after a block of cheese or a roll of cheese. (laughs) That's what the first episode is about. (laughs) okay the first episode is about that great intro uh, to the show that challenge okay the next episode is about jalapeno uh, um, not jalapeno but like hot pepper eating contest so there's this huge contest in carolina and this guy creates and crossbreeds peppers he's actually the father of the the carolina reaper so he created the carolina reaper and creates these contests And I'm going to tell you something it's worth the watch just to see these people endure the pain. Cause they, cause they also, they talk about the actual competition and then you, then they show you the competition. So you actually get to see the competition happen. So it's worth it. It's not just, they talk about it. They talk about competition and they interview certain people that are a part of that competition. And then just one more random one for you: dog dancing. Dog so dancing, competitive dog dancing. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> Listen, I've always said, man, if there's something you want to do in this world or you're interested in, I promise you, there are other people that are interested in doing it that you can find, yep. especially the so world. There's nowadays. an
0: international dog dancing contest that happens and that happens every year in Europe, and they go and they deal with that. So that wow. was interesting. There's only like six episodes, I think. Uh, And they're about, like, 30 to 40 minutes. It's definitely worth the watch. Uh, Yo-yo competition is one of them. Uh, Frog jumping. Man, I miss yo-yos. When you were
1: younger, did you have, like, one of those brain yo-yos and stuff? You remember i those? had the
0: one that lit up you know when you yeah throw it yeah that's a netflix that's
1: the brain one. yeah uh-huh yeah, yeah. I, and okay. they, they had like mechanical yo-yos and stuff oh my god
0: yeah. the butterfly so, yo-yos so or... it's stuff like that that i'm watching right now it's uh, weird stuff on netflix and all right well
1: that was not <laughs> that was i was i mean mandalorian kind of falls in the category but um mm-hmm. i the reason i ask is because i will so you were a game of thrones fan as well right yep i love game of thrones um I am, if if this comes out, especially anything HBO releases is, like, so good. I love HBO and Showtime. Like, those two pro, uh, producers of shows right now are, are absolutely amazing, especially HBO. Um, the Last of Us. The Last of Us, baby. This is, like, one of the iconic games of the last ten years. Uh, the Last of Us 2 obviously came out as well, so there's plenty of storyline to deal with here. And... This supposedly will be eventually coming to HBO. Right now, the people involved are Craig Mazin, who is the creator of Chernobyl. Did you see Chernobyl?
0: I did it. My wife watched it though, but
1: um, it's very good. It's yeah. very, very good. And like, I was, I was hesitant because I'm like, oh, it's just like a historical, fictional documentary type deal, and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna love this. But yeah. it was so good. It was very, very entertaining and still remained pretty historical, ac- historically accurate, right? Um, on top of that, the game creator, Neil Druckmann, is going to be involved. Naughty Dog. And Game of Thrones executive producer, Carolyn Strauss. If that's not a lineup of people, I don't know what is. Because you have Game of Thrones uh, creator, HBO, or sorry, our executive producer, HBO themselves, Creator of Chernobyl and obviously Naughty Dog and Neil Druckmann involved. That's amazing. That is some good stuff there. So I I am stuff. super, super excited for The Last of Us. Uh, if you guys haven't played The Last of Us, if you if you guys are actually listening to this podcast and have not played The Last of Us, what is wrong with you? You need to play this game. It is What's wrong with you. It, it's uh... like by far, it probably at this point it's top ten games of all time it's right. in the last 10 years it's probably if not the best definitely top three uh which is hard because there's been a lot of like you got the witcher and stuff to compete with you got last of us you, there's a lot of good games that have come out in the last 10 years but um yeah this game you, you have to check it out and uh and they're working with sony obviously as well so uh this is going to be good stuff uh you, i mean joe you're gonna watch this right if this comes out on hbo
0: oh yeah i'll i'll definitely watch this hey joe I'll definitely watch this
1: have hey, you yeah, played you my well yeah i can see our stuff see but
0: background.
1: have you played the last of us the mess yes oh you have. okay cool i was i was gonna get so disappointed if you haven't at least played it i haven't i beat the I first haven't played one the
0: second one yeah, yeah I, I played, the, played second the second one second i haven't one.
1: beaten it though no. so it's um, uh, it's so good it's so so good it's it's like playing a book and and then but it's got awesome uh awesome gameplay as well as far as i like, move my camera off. Stuff. okay
0: we're gonna play this all up going to get it up so you can't see the mess that, uh, the <laughs> the mess that you it's
1: all right hey you know what you got a playstation 5 and an xbox in there so as far as i'm concerned you get to get out of jail free guard you can just blame it on having those boxes laying around yeah
0: that's
1: so. true. at this point i'm so desperate for a playstation uh, or an xbox okay. i want to just buy those boxes behind you so, <laughs> not the system, just the box, just to there make it know. look like I have them. <laughs> so,
0: bring it on, but sucker.
1: Yeah. So, Last of Us coming out, pretty excited about that. Um, uh, and we'll definitely be tuning in to to check that out. So, but hundred percent. What I really want to talk about, and I think this is where we'll have some interesting discussion today too. GameStop, Joe. GameStop.
0: GameStop. So stop
1: it. But, so i'm gonna i'm gonna read so this is the the headline of the article that we found which is former chewy ceo so chewy not the granola bar fyi we're talking about chewy the uh the pet company tries to former chewy ceo tries to push gamestop to become the amazon of the video game industry and we all know what amazon does and we all know what that means if that were the case so uh without really digging too deep into it yet joe what what do you i mean what are your thoughts with reading a headline like this as far as gamestop is concerned i mean obviously we all know that gamestop hasn't been too in, doing too hot lately so what are your mm-hmm. thoughts
0: i mean it's a digital world now right we're all in a digital world so gamestop's gonna have trouble man they're gonna have trouble um it's i buy my games digitally i think most people do now i know you're one of the few that really like to get the feel of the actual (laughs) you know but i'll buy it digitally unless it's like a really good deal and it's worth waiting for that's another thing too like i don't really pre-order anything anymore Mm -hmm. um i pre-order
1: cyberpunk but
0: oh I haven't pre-ordered cyberpunk yet um but now that i think it's on its final like it's actually gonna come out yeah and then it's actually gonna come out i might actually do something with it this time so um there's a couple of different deals best buy has like 10 dollars gift card with the the pre-order stuff like that and i'm gonna probably buy it on the xbox uh the series x because i mean talking about it i've had the systems for both systems for over a week now i've played both systems however i played more of the the playstation actually than the xbox and the reason being is because they actually have games that are new yeah right so i i told you last week about bug snacks miles morales excellent game get it it continues the spider-man story it really sets up spider-man 2 the next game that they'll be making at some point so definitely worth it if you want to continue the storyline um really honestly the only game that i own currently that i believe is xbox series x enhanced is borderlands 3 so i've been playing that like a physical uh, copy you have no i have the digital copy oh wow okay but, so yeah
1: okay Yep.
0: but yeah i mean so i've been playing some of the expansions that i haven't had a chance to play yet um yeah so there's that. So yeah. So I guess
1: my, my whole thing with the digital too is, and I I think I mentioned this before, I really am surprised that there's no significant benefit right now of buying digital. Like I I don't see why um, it's not less money. Like, I mean, sometimes you get like $5 off or something like that, but I don't see why it's not like half the price by now. Like it really makes sense. If you're going to cut all of your distribution costs, you're going to cut all of your manufacturing costs and it's just the software maybe not half, but maybe like, like if video games are gonna be $70, I don't see any reason why digital copies shouldn't be 50 bucks. Like that to me is incentive to actually want to buy digital then. But if, if I'm still going to pay 65 or $70 for digital, it's like, why not just, I'd rather just own it than, than pay for right. digital, you know? So, yeah, um, I don't know. It just, it seems weird and, and, but you're right. Um, I agree. Everything is making that shift towards digital or subscription based or whatever. And all these, all these things changing in 2020 and you know, this Chewy CEO say, okay, we want you to be like Amazon. Well, I don't know if that actually solves their problem because now GameStop, sure. You might get a bit of an increase in sales just because you changed to being more like Amazon and less brick and mortar, Mm -hmm. but now you're just competing with Amazon and everybody else that's already doing that. I
0: mean, you're, you're a little behind the eight
1: ball there, right?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think it's just, I don't know, video game retail is just so difficult. The margins are so tight. You have to think of different ways to do it there. Bread and butter is really their used games, their pre-owned games. And with digital being a bigger sell now, mm-hmm. people aren't buying physical copies. There's less games going around. You know, that also hurts too because that's where their margins are really made or in the pre-owned stuff, so.
1: And just to just to put it in perspective for anybody listening, so this is this is how bad GameStop has done. And let's let me preface all of this by saying video games are doing crazy well. Like video games are off the charts probably, like if you're looking for stuff to invest in, invest in video games. Invest in publishers, invest in developers, something like Tencent, which owns Riot Games and Activision and all that. Like, invest in that stuff because video games are off the off the charts crazy right now. But GameStop. The seller of video games, since basically video games have been around. I don't know when GameStop started, probably in the early 90s or something like that, but it mm-hmm. used to be electronic boutique and all that stuff. Yep. In the last decade, GameStop stock has gone down
0: 40%, which, yep.
1: is a, which is a huge shift, especially considering video games are doing better. And the biggest thing that stuck out to me was that in 2000, where is it, in 2011, they did $9.5 billion in that fiscal year for sales,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, which was right before the last console cycle. So that was before the PS4 came out then, right? So in 2019, uh, I'm going to make sure I'm reading this right. They did $6.4 billion. So that means in eight years, with video games doing better, probably year over year over year leading up until now they actually have a 33 percent decrease in fiscal year sales that is terrible and uh i mean that's why i mean we see it all the time i think right when covid hit i don't know if you remember but i remember reading articles where gamestop closed a crap ton of stores obviously you got a lot of other brick and mortar in general that are closing stores so brick and mortar is kind of taking a hit regardless but there are still companies like walmart that are succeeding with brick and mortar. There are still companies that brick and mortar makes sense. Now, I I brought this up to you uh, a little bit earlier. We were talking before we started the podcast. I really, really, really think that they need some sort of competitive advantage. And right now, I think that is collectible video games. I think that is old school video games. Because I know me personally, if I think of, all right, where am I going to get a regular Nintendo game or a Super Nintendo game. Well, yeah, I can go online, eBay, or something like that. But if I want to go somewhere right now pick that up, which, honestly, the fact that you're even collecting video games in the first place, I feel like most people do want to go and get it right away. Um, similar to, like, buying trading cards, which I've been doing lately. Like, I want to go and get it right away and open the packs. Um, I think of Toy Vault, which is a local provider that's down the street yep. at the Warwick Mall. And uh, I... Like there's no there's no big name competitor in the world that does that stuff. There's probably plenty of big websites. There's probably one that I don't even know about. So if you guys are listening, yeah, it's and know, eBay. It, okay. Well, yeah, there's eBay. But like, no, I just mean like very because I I did buy one video game recently. It was uh, Final Fantasy, the original one, from an yeah. online website. But it didn't seem like it was this worldwide thing. It was just like Ed's Games or something like that, and it was just you know, they just sold a bunch of old games. So it seems like very individual people. Now, if GameStop did something like that, even if they did move to an Amazon based model where it is primarily online, I think then they offer something that other people don't because you can buy emulated copies of those games. But if people are buying those games in the first place, they probably want a physical copy. There's probably a certain percentage. I don't know what the math is, but I'd say like 70% of the people that want to play those games in the first place, want to own them and have them for a collectible purpose. So, um, I don't know. So I mean, what are your what are your thoughts on that as far as like collectible games are concerned and, and how GameStop kind of carves out a niche for itself?
0: I just don't think it's going to I don't think that's going to work for them. Um, I, I really don't. I don't think that the the market's going to hold for them to sell collectibles, uh, collectible video games and make a significant profit off of them. I just don't see it. Um,
1: Why, though? I mean, yeah. what, what do you what do you think the problem is for GameStop?
0: think it's a mixture of it being corporate and um, I think a lot of collectible or uh, collectors I should say like to go to places where it's kind of got the local feel and that it's like just like a small proprietor trying to make a living off of doing this stuff and, and not some big box style store that's like hey we're trying to make a profit off of this so we're gonna do everything we can to maximize it so you, just, you are, think it
1: doesn't, like, fit with their brand?
0: Yeah, I don't think it does. I, yeah. I don't think GameStop... Uh, even if they were to rebrand themselves, I still don't think it would succeed as well. And that's why you see these local mom-and-pop shops that sell the collectible games The are the ones that will survive. Because when I ran a video game store, we were, like, the you know, the second best video game store kind of thing, right? So we weren't the big piece. We were connected to a rental place, for God's sakes, right? Yeah. So, and we sold a lot of vintage games and stuff like that. And and we always felt like, you know, kind of like a small place. We didn't really feel like a big corporate-owned, at least at the beginning when I first started there. It kind of changed after they were purchased by another company, but you know the the idea was people could play games we had video game stations set up everywhere so people could play video games try out games you know that was like one of the big things try before you buy them that type of thing where i don't even think gamestop does anything like that they have demo stations set up but we actually just had like literal systems just set up we had a couple from um the company set up that were for demoing but like we really just had you know you wanted to play this game sure try it out stuff like that mm-hmm. so it had a different feel to it than gamestop has and i think that's why those places survive and thrive because it's a local hey let's bullshit about video games let's talk about stuff let's have fun where i think yeah. gamestop is focused on sales margins um getting people to buy warranties things like that which It's all corporate, yeah. Yeah, and I don't think smaller places are as focused on that stuff. I'm sure they have their own things, but I think that there's a little bit more heart put into it. No, and and I kind of agree. Um, I I kind of
1: agree, right? Because when you have that retro collector mentality, that is kind of what you are looking for. And I, I definitely, it would be hard for people, especially with all the flack that GameStop is catching already for how it treats its employees, Um, which is probably also a result of them doing really bad from a business perspective. Like Obviously, you can't treat your employees well if you're not doing well. Um, Well, generally speaking, anyways. Right. And, um, yeah, I I mean, I I think that it would be hard for them to kind of change that view of them as a company. And, I mean, I'm just going to read this quote from the article, which uh, feels really bad saying this, but it is what it is. And let me make sure I – Uh, i just want to make sure i find this quote yep so gamestop sells video games and consoles and has been bearishly compared to blockbuster and man i'll tell you if if it comes to a point where gamestop closes Mm -hmm. that is that is just going to be that's the turning point i think i think that's when we all know it is 100 percent made the shift towards digital i think i already saw numbers when we were, when i was doing research previously like 50 like we've gone over that 51 percent hump of people buying digital versus physical copies um yep. so i think we're already there but if gamestop actually closes then that's that's a big deal um yep. you know there is there's one blockbuster left that's like the block which apparently you can sleep at now i don't know if, i think we did that in a podcast and we, i don't know um I or, unless i just read the article you can actually rent out a room at that blockbuster and stay at that blockbuster there you go. <laughs> it's it's crazy but yeah so i mean that's the world we live in gamestop might be closing or it's definitely it's not yet but it's going down that path for sure so <laughs> uh, but next on the chopping block today <sighs> nintendo my nintendo my nintendo I mean, Joe, listen. I've, I've told you a million times how much I love Nintendo. Um yeah. The nostalgic feeling they give you, and just, abs- just everything about the company, for the most part, I like. I think they do a great job at designing games. I think that their games and their IPs are IPs for a reason. Like, people know Nintendo because of their five core IPs, right? But, man, what are your thoughts? Before we get into, actually, what this article is about... What what are your thoughts on just, like, game mods in general and, and whether or not... Like, as an example, Elder Scrolls, I know that gets a ton of support for people modding the game. Are you
0: for, against, neutral? What's, what's your take on game mods? I'm for it. I'm yeah. for game mods. I think it's a lot of fun. I absolutely love the Steam Workshop. I think the Steam oh, yeah. Workshop is amazing and it's collaboration but you know what else it does it helps it helps grow the community um so i i hearken back to a game on steam called darkest dungeon Mm -hmm. such a fun game it's like a roguelike rpg where you collect characters and you go through these dark dungeons and and fight but the coolest and fun part of it that kind of kept it alive for me was the fact that you could Get new characters to play with, and they were all okay. modded characters that people created. They actually designed it. I actually tried to design one once, and you know, was pretty. I, I did a pretty good job, I thought. Um, but it was really not too different. It was more of a color mod for one of the characters. So, um, but it was all done in Photoshop. You took the character base and. I just changed the colors out and I was about 95% successful. There were a couple of movements that didn't work properly. Um, but outside of that, I mean, I had her new color scheme. It was uh, the Gravedigger. Um, she was like, I had like a Joker style look to her. So her face was painted like the Joker. She oh, had that's pretty cool. A different color. Yeah. I'll have to see if I still have it. I can take a screenshot. I'll send it to you. You can post it on the um on the site, but yeah, but that was just like a mod I created. I never sent it out because it never successfully worked a hundred percent. And I just didn't have time to focus on it Mm -hmm. enough. But, um, and it was just a color palette. It was not like I was changing the actual way the person played, but there are people who do that and it's amazing. And I've read where someone was so successful that the company actually brought them on for DLC purposes. Yeah, and they worked on dlc so it grows a community it brings people together um i've heard those stories
1: before too all the time but i think
0: it has to be these small companies that need to keep games alive and support from the community that way they can continue to make money off of it and Mm -hmm. and be able to make like currently if you want to look at red hook which is a company who developed um darkest dungeon they're currently working on the second darkest dungeon they have a bunch of dlc out they're also working on a board game that i think is on kickstarter right now for the game i mean mm-hmm. but it's like small games like that those are the ones that kind of embrace the whole modding situation and are okay with it because it keeps your game alive really and um, oh 100 yeah and I know that there's a lot of people who are against it and who feel like you're killing the base of the game, but no. you want know, to know what? You're just, you're, you're just adding fun and flair to the game, and why does that hurt?
1: Yeah, and, and so to, to get back to what Nintendo actually is doing and why we're talking about modding right now, so basically Nintendo shut down a Super Smash Melee tournament that was supposed to happen next month. Um, the tournament is called The Big House, and it's a tournament that has happened for quite some time. You guys are familiar with evo evo being the largest fighting tournament on the planet basically um the big house isn't quite that that big uh <laughs> no pun intended but uh it is a rather big melee tournament that most people look forward to and nintendo basically gave them a cease and desist and it it went to a cease and desist order officially because the big house originally refused to shut down the tournament based on what nintendo was saying then they issued the order and then they kind of had to at that point because nintendo is nintendo and they can strong arm whoever they want um so and i went to twitter for this too and and i was kind of going back and forth on somebody who had originally posted this as a tweet and so here's my take on it um so essentially what what this is oh also just uh, basically nintendo is objecting to organizers using what's called slippy slippy is another mod similar to if you guys are familiar with melee project m project m is just a mod for melee to tweak the character's skills and stats so mm-hmm. similar to like how riot releases a patch update every so often for league of legends to balance things mm-hmm. melee being an old game never had patch updates or anything like that right so no. project m was a way for people to tweak all the characters so that everything was balanced whereas the original game if you just play the stock game there's clearly characters that are just better than other characters right sure that's how games were back then like you buy an old school mortal combat One of the characters is just better than all the rest, okay? So, now people have mods to make things better. Slippy, specifically, wasn't necessarily to balance things. It was specifically to allow online play for Melee. And something, again, that Melee did not have when it was first released. So, Nintendo basically objected to them using Slippy to play online. Um, And again, just to put it in perspective, this came out in 2001 on GameCube, just to give you guys an idea um and you know big house released a a statement etc and and why they can't you know continue but basically i'm just going to read this real quick to give you guys an idea nintendo had a uh, has a complicated relationship with both the smash community and the larger world of video games largely because of its aggressive copyright enforcement The company hasn't actually sold Melee for GameCube for over a decade. (laughs) Keep that But this game is still being played all the time. In in 2013, it ordered EVO, which I just mentioned, the world's Mm -hmm. largest fighting game tournament, to shut down a planned Melee event before quickly actually reversing its decision. So it's not a surprising move for the company, but its approach to copyright has hindered taking a long-running event online at a time when there's... And that's the other interesting at a time when there's really no other freaking option but to play this game online which is what also right. blows my mind because what how else are people supposed to play this game right now so nintendo did all right so here's my take on it i think nintendo th- th- all right actually before i say this joe what games besides melee can you think of that nintendo has a hyper competitive like esports
0: scene for i don't think there is one that i'm aware of i can't think of Melee's one either melee is like the biggest thing because it's like their fighting game
1: yeah and the only thing that maybe I mario think... kart oh Ma- mario kart is actually in, you play it online too the new ones yeah um so maybe mario kart but i don't think there's really like an esports scene for it if it is it's probably very underground yeah but here's the thing even melee is considered underground because of how sure. nintendo treats this copyright enforcement right And, of
0: course, with mods, it makes it a little bit more underground.
1: And the other thing uh, that comes to my mind with Nintendo competitive is, like, speedrunning Mario and stuff like that. That's probably about as officially competitive as you can get. But that's not necessarily, like, an eSport in the sense of an eSport. That's just, like, competing for the sense of I just want to compete. So, yeah, just, (laughs) like, I'm bored and I want to get a better time than some other guy. So um, I think what this shows me is that Nintendo doesn't – want to get involved with competitive esports and i don't really know why like it seems like they're very anti we don't want our nintendo games or our nintendo ips to have anything to
0: do with esports well i don't think that's the case i just don't think they want it modded right i think they just want if that's you're what they're saying on the, the surface yeah but well i mean let's ask the question right is there any competitive games out there that Nintendo has that isn't modded. So, like, are there Smash Brother Ultimate tournaments or whatever that don't have mods that people compete in? There, there if are. There and are those shut down? They're
1: not shut down because well, well, I mean, there you go. legally they can't at that point. Actually, I think they technically they can because of how copyright sucks. But no. But DMC what I'm
0: saying though but. is that y- your basic question was that they don't want to have a competitive scene. Well, if they didn't want to have a competitive team, they'd shut everything down and be like, don't do this. And they're not, they're only doing it to things that defeat the purpose of the original intent of the game, which is if you mod it, if you change the game, you are defacing the original intent of the game. So that's their problem. That's what they're fighting up against. So what you're saying makes
1: sense. Like I agree, but here's my thought is yeah, just because they're letting these tournaments happen, doesn't mean they're supporting that like they have never openly really pushed the e like all right let's take an example riot obviously league of legends is the most competitive yeah, game but ever. i can't you no, can't no, no. bring those games up i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm gonna use legends of room terra
0: legends of room terra
1: how is it it's literally a brand new game with like no following
0: but the point is is that it's based off of a game that has a following that is
1: human and melee is based off of all of nintendo's characters which is
0: humongous and they also have a great following as well that but that's but, that's my all right. point though well all right then you tell me if if people start modding legends of Rune Terra or start modding um league of legends and and riot doesn't step in and say whoa don't do that what are you gonna say
1: riot would step in and say say something i know, I know
0: so, but but no, they support but they support yourself.
1: the competitive community. I think basically what I'm saying is they're, they're using They're supporting
0: a competitive community because that's how they make their money. Nintendo doesn't need to support a, com- a competitive community to make money. You were talking about two free games okay, but... that are based off of you spending
1: money. But so then now so what basically what we're implying then if we agree with your thought process is Nintendo doesn't care about the community or the competitive community
0: no i think nintendo doesn't have to worry as much about the competitive community because their systems are based off of what we've talked about in the past nostalgia and yeah from a money-making perspective
1: yeah but why don't they care that's what it's like nintendo is such a good nostalgic feel-good company how are you going to be that company and then basically sit there and just never give a shit about your competitive community? We're not going to put money into it. We're not going to support it. We're not. We're going to hinder any anybody who tries to push it forward, because that's well, all Project M and that stuff is. Is it's people trying to push the right. competitive Nintendo community forward, by and Nintendo going no?
0: But by modifying it, I, I get that, and they've they've done that's it without their modifying scheme. it too It's but. because it's because competition is not Nintendo's back. And that, and competitive that's, nature. It's just not. Why, I mean, why? Why? I don't know, because they're they're geared towards family and a competition can get pretty nasty. And so I think that's if you look at it, if you really think about it, there are two possible games that you could think of that are competitive nature games in that Mario Kart and Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And everything else, I mean, yeah, Mario Party's competitive, but it's like fun competitive and stuff like that. Like it's not viciousness. I mean, granted, well, I mean, I I played played some pretty
1: vicious Mario Kart games. Yeah,
0: that's (laughs) true too. But
1: drop that blue shell, you. I just think if we get to a point. So with all that said, if we get to a point where Nintendo does get past this and finally say, "Listen, we're gonna support this." maybe they buy project m and they just start releasing updates to the game themselves you know whatever it might be if they finally get on board and support the competitive environment for nintendo i think that's going to be a huge boost forward for esports as a whole well
0: how about this sjw since you're so passionate about this why don't you start a change.org movement and (laughs) and get them to get signatures we'll get the we'll get the small group of uh game wild people to sign it and then we'll bring it to project m into the big store or whatever the name of that company is hey we'll maybe i will
1: man. maybe i will man that'll, that'll be how i make my name in the video game industry i got you to support you are e-sports. what is,
0: what is that saying you are what makes the change in this yeah, world yeah yeah <laughs> there you go make the change make oh the, man the, change all right all right with that being said let's go into Rough House deals everybody so uh this week we have a couple more free games on the epic game store available until november 26th they are available now the first one was pretty cool it's called the world next door a mix of lightning fast puzzle battles powerful storytelling and immersive visual novel elements the world next door follows june a rebellious team trapped in a parallel realm inhabited by magical creatures who must find her way home before time runs out. Then we have Elite Dangerous. Take control of your own starship in a cutthroat galaxy. Elite Dangerous is the definitive massively multiplayer space epic, bringing gaming's original open-world adventure to the modern generation with an evolving narrative in the entirety of the Milky Way. And then finally, guys, Black Friday is going going to be upon us. We have an IGN article which gives you the best Black Friday deals on Amazon. So please check that out in the notes. And uh, then, you know, we will be dropping whatever I can find for, you know, Black Friday deals and special deals on our Facebook group as I find them. Including when PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series Xs will be available for purchase yet again
1: yeah honestly now, I think I'm, I, well, I just want to say with this Black Friday stuff
0: or uh, this IGN mm-hmm.
1: link I'm probably going to buy a bunch of these
0: um, yeah um, they have like a buy two get one free kind of deal going on and stuff like that some of the deals are already active so yeah. please check out the article because it's not just happening on Friday like Gran Turismo Sport
1: 10 bucks God of War 10 bucks Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition 10 bucks Last of Us Original 10 bucks these are all amazing games 10 bucks is really really good so yeah.
0: And now let's go to the game releases. Alrighty
1: then. All right. So, not a whole lot actually heading into you know the the holiday the week holiday and stuff week like that. Yeah, everybody's not kinda, Yeah, everybody's gearing up for that. So, uh, first up, and a lot of these are just like offshoots. So, real quick, the first few: World of Warcraft Shadowlands expansion, 23rd coming out to a World of Warcraft near you. Uh, Cobra Kai: The Karate Kid Saga continues for Switch on November 24th if you guys haven't checked out the netflix show or sorry youtube actually well, it is on netflix yeah though. It was
0: originally a youtube original show yeah that got bought by netflix and, what he said
1: um yeah, <laughs> it's, you it's actually pretty good it's uh speaking of nostalgia with nintendo it's if you guys watched karate kid when you were younger this is just gonna hit you right in the feels for uh nostalgia so that's good stuff on that but i there's a game for it it's exactly what you think it would be uh for the switch on november 24th football manager 2021 which we were talking earlier i feel like we announced this before i think it might have been for consoles and stuff this is just for pc on november 24th um and you manage a football organization just dance 2021 the historic dance game that has been around for quite some time now i remember when that first came out and you had to like it came with like a dance pad for the playstation 2 And you had to like plug it into the PS2 and like it was so – that's so crazy to think of. Um, PS5 and Xbox Series X coming out on November 24th. Out of Space Couch Edition for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on November 25th. So this is interesting. Um, You're about to move into a house in space and you just have – it's like a strategy game where you have to get rid of all the alien invasions from your house. Uh, and it's very cartoony looking. It's a top-down view, kind of like Among Us, to be honest with you. Kind of has that similar space station like top-down view look. Um, and yeah, so that's that's coming out on the twenty-fifth as well. Vigor for PS4 on the twenty-fifth. Um, this is actually free to play. So if you guys want to check this out, go for it. It's a shooter looter. It's. I mean, honestly, I always want to get into more detail with. With stuff like that, but honestly, there's so many shooter looters nowadays, it's a shooter looter. Like, it's the same thing. They're all they're all the same thing. It's just different design, different environments, different weapons, different items, like, but it's shooter looter. Um, then we got Made of Skr, which I, also sounds familiar. I think uh, this is just coming out for the Switch on the 26th.
0: Yeah, so I think this came out on other systems last week or a week or two ago. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yep, exactly. This is more of, like, a scary scary uh story type deal uh it's a it's a first person first person survival horror there's so many genres nowadays like i try to remember (laughs) which one each one is but um so yeah first person survival horror game if you're into that kind of stuff definitely buy this one up then we have war thunder for ps5 uh which is a vehicular combat multiplayer game so basically you drive tanks, you drive planes, um, and you shoot them up. <laughs> it's it's very uh, – what's that other one? It, what's that? Ace Combat? You ever play that
0: game? No, I was never into flying uh, fighter simulators. Yeah,
1: yep. Like that. It's oh. it's kind of it, – it combines like a flying fighter simulator like that, but also like you have tanks and stuff you can use too. So it's a little bit of uh, the best of both worlds there. Nice. Um, and then finally, last but not least, when the past was around – ps4 xbox one and switch this says uh what did we decide c was again <laughs> to be oh uh
0: to uh, be uh
1: uh not oh man now i forgot my. why thing, is this I not just tbd time. like why can't this be tb isn't tbd the normal acronym for this like what the heck man well it's to be determined <laughs> but uh this is a really weird looking game. It's got a uh, confirmed. Confirmed. That's what it was. That's what it was. Um, this is an adventure point and click puzzle game. So it's got some like kind of drawn graphics, um, uh, where you just you're in like a house and you have to figure out objectives and like what you have to do. It's based on like a love story and stuff as well. So um, very slow paced, relaxing type puzzle game if you're into that stuff, but Yeah, that's it for this week. Not a whole lot. And, uh, you know, as we gear up towards Black Friday here, should be an interesting week next week, especially with uh, everything happening, with things changing with COVID, lockdowns and stuff like that. So maybe we'll be locked down for uh, Christmas this year. Who knows? No. (laughs) Well,
0: Uh... Anyways, uh, let's bring everyone down a minute. Yeah, great. Thanks. (laughs) And we're just going to end there on a low note. (laughs) Yeah, low note this time. So thank you, everyone, for watching. Subscribe, ring the bell, do all that fun stuff. And we will catch you next week on another edition of Game Wild. Peace out.
1: Later, everybody.